is the Reconstructed Man Podcast. I'm Lane Ingram. And I'm Daniel Thurman. I'm happy to be here today. We're your hosts for the Reconstructed Man Podcast. This is our sixth episode, and it is called Puberty. Oh my God, come on. <laughs> I know. I didn't uh, think I was going to say it that early. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, you're just going to throw it out. All right, that's all right. You know, let people know what to expect know, okay, today. Yeah. You're right. No, it's before good. I, before I, okay, I did say it, but I am, I had a great day today. <laughs> okay. It's just, yeah. I've been thinking about it for a week now. And so like, I think just, you know, yeah, you ran on, you know, just say the word. I came out hot. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You said to get it out. I feel it. I need to get it out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it has been a really great day. It was, I had a relaxing day. I don't know if you noticed, but my hair is shorter than it was <laughs> on our last show. And my mustache is a little bit tighter. <laughs> It is tight. It's tight. It's tight in there. I like it. I like the, I normally don't like hard lines. I'll let you know of a fade, but yours are, yours are working out for you. I like it. It's very, um, it's very, you're very supportive. <laughs> you're very it does supportive. look, it I mean, does like look I'm still really working good. on it, but I did yeah. all right. It's yeah. better than it was. Yeah. It looks real even uh, too. I mean, left to right is looking pretty spot on. So that's sometimes the hardest thing. I mean, I don't know if you could show me the back or maybe we'll wait, we'll wait for later after we're off camera. You can show me the back and yeah, I'll give I you mean, some feedback. Let's take it one step at a time. Take it one <laughs> step at a time. I think I've got the front, which is, you know, the primary focus for this. Yeah. I think I've had that going on. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I would agree. So, yeah. 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 You did good. How are you? my friend i'm i'm i think i'm doing pretty well i'm doing good um despite everything i think i'm doing okay it's it's about to be winter or no it's winter i guess right it's technically winter here in the midwest and so we're getting a lot of great days we're getting some cold weather um with covid i, I it's it's been tough not to be able to to see people as much because we were doing it outside. And so we're, we're kind of getting to those isolation months. I feel like I'm living somewhere high up in Alaska or something and I just don't see people, but, um, you know, people have been checking in, doing some zoom cocktail hours and coffee breaks and stuff. So that's been really good. Uh, and you know what I started to do recently, which I love. I start, what? yeah, what exactly? I started rowing indoors, right? Like on the old school machines? It's not old school. It's it's a water oh. rower, right? So it's this this beautiful wood kind of benched framework that the 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 actual rowing device is this um this kind of hollow cylinder that there's water in it. So when you row, right? Not only does it feel like it's it's actual water resistance because it is, but it sounds like water. So there's this meditative like swoosh swoosh it's amazing it's like a workout and a meditation all in one like it's it's incredible i'd highly recommend it so i'm working out every and day it's in your house it, yeah it's in my house it's it's like it looks like a gorgeous piece of furniture too like i'm 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 in love with this thing i get on it every day well, like maybe a couple days here and there i won't get on it but yeah because i like to move and it's been a little i've been a little you know, trying to figure out what I was going to do to replace the gym. And so they call them ergometers is the technical term for these things, but water rower or you're fancy. You know, I love it. I love it. Yeah. So that's wow. been making me really happy and I, and I feel a lot better mentally. So yeah. How about I'm you? What are you up to? That. The last few days I've been, I've been working a lot, uh, just, just been busy, you know? Um, and so 
I got a little ahead though. Cause I kind of worked psychotically. Like I worked all hours of the day and night, you know I mean? I just oh. was trying to get ahead. And so I got to today and I didn't have any meetings. And so it was actually like a great day. Like I yeah. just been alive today, you know, not stress, not meeting, just working and living yeah. and getting stuff done. Looking good. Yeah. Looking good. Yeah. Uh-huh. Did you do your haircut today? Yeah. Oh, it's right like super show? fresh. Oh yeah. yeah. This is for the show. Yeah. Yeah. Your ears are maybe like a little cold right now. Right. You're feeling a little like wind blowing <laughs> the back through. of my neck. I'm like, where's that hair go? Where did that hair go on my neck? <laughs> I could use a little neck trim. <laughs> I can't believe you said that about the gray. I mean, like, yes, it is getting ready to be cold and terrible, but like today is a beautiful day. I mean, true. it was nice. And that helps because the numbers are rising and we can't go anywhere. There's nothing to do. We can't see people if you care about keeping people safe. So I was, I was happy about this beautiful sunny day we got finally. Yeah. Yeah. In, in Michigan, we, uh, in the winter, like sunny is, is a big deal. Like I'll wake up, I'll put the blinds down, you know, and we're like, oh my God, the sun's out today. It's going to be a good day. (laughs) Yeah. It's a special thing. Snowing. Yeah. Yeah. No blizzard. I, I'm i doing all right. That's yeah, good. It's good. And th- Okay, so the holidays are coming. What are you guys doing? Anything? Mm, hunkering down. I'm, we're we're going to make a lot of food. So, yeah, I came from an Italian family, and my grandma was, we called her Nona, and, and Nona made the best food out of anyone and anywhere in the, around the world. Like, it was just the, the, the most amazing food. So she would make, during the holidays, uh, ravioli. So we're going to do, and it's a whole production. It takes, you know, hours and, and a few days sometimes to do it. So we're going to be, you know, in the kitchen making food, having some wine, you know, not yes. going anywhere. Laying low. Sa- same. Low. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 We're not doing anything, really. I mean, you can't. You know, you don't want to put put anybody at risk. But, yeah, I'm excited for the time off, though. Do some stuff around my house, Mm -hmm. you know. uh, Keep building wood walls, stuff like that. Yep, I like that wood wall. I mean, it's looking good. It's looking really good. I like it. It's happening. Yeah, I got to get a little blue, I think, in mine now just so that we we can coordinate, you know, so there's, you know. Yeah, until we can get back in the studio. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I'm building it. I'm building it in my mind, so. We'll be ready. It's going to be sweet. Uh-huh. Okay, so before we start this topic, which is going to be wonderful and painful and absurd and hilarious, um, a couple of really good things happened here uh, this week. So one is here in Michigan, which was awesome. The Plymouth Canton School District, they approved their transgender policy. Um, and so that allows students to be able to use the restroom and play sports um, that identify with their with their gender. Um, and so that's, I mean, it's just great. That's huge. Plymouth Canton, mm-hmm. it's huge. That's huge. Um, and then the second thing that happened, the Supreme Court decided not to take up a case barring transgender kids from using the bathroom um, in Oregon, which was really surprising to me with our current Supreme Court, but really, really great. Um, so... Yeah. Two good things. That's the, for kids. Two great things. And it does show that we've got some momentum in the courts and um, and in our institutions right now. Uh, that's that's really, really big. Um, and I think the more things that keep happening, whether it's Supreme Court or it's K through 12 institutions and it's colleges and it's, um, you know, anywhere else that we can we can, you know, get these wins and have publicity around it to really demonstrate that, you um, 
this is where things are trending, right? We're trying to be an inclusive society, and that means including uh, our trans folks and um, especially trans youth. So, yeah, that's those are like two really great things. I love the sports part about that. You know, I mean, it just that is, I mean, that is a huge, huge thing um, for kids to be able to continue to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, I was really happy to see that. So, yeah, 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 yeah. and, an, like and I just another did, like some homework. <laughs> That's good homework. And in all the all the time that you've been busy, you had some homework too that you got in. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. And some other big news too. Uh, I find this really fascinating. Um, we're we're a pretty young show right now, uh, but we're we're gaining some steam. And we just realized that half of our listeners right now are on the other side of the world in India, which is fascinating. I'm not sure how the show made it overseas so quickly but it has um so we just want to give a shout out to our fans in india and um anywhere else around the world that might be listening uh everyone in the u.s too that has uh, our audience has grown pretty quickly and substantially a lot of people reaching out to us and letting us know what they think about the show so continue to do that because that really helps us know that we're reaching people uh your feedback is so important so keep doing that we appreciate it but shout out to india tonight nice shout out to india mm-hmm. so let's get into this thing we're talking about puberty which i mean let me just say <laughs> right let me just say for everybody you know like the worst i think that there you know we may have a distinctively different take on this thing and and I think it's important for us to talk about, um, you know, no, how, no matter how awkward it might be for us, um, because people are going through it and it's important to show that, that you'll be okay. And I think for me, even, you know, maybe there's still some things to talk through. So there's always things to talk through. All of us have to relive our puberty years, right? All of us, especially, uh, trans folks. It's a, it's a challenging time, no doubt. So let's get into it. I am curious because as much as I think we talk, we don't know a whole lot about the details of our story still. So as other people are learning, we're learning from each other still. So I, I'm curious. Well, we should probably start That's out too. That's not really fair though, because I would tell you way more than I would tell these people. <laughs> so we have to like take that with a right. grain of salt here okay. as we're getting to know each other. <laughs> I'm just going to take some you know, notes of things I'm going to follow up with you later, you personally go. and privately. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll remind folks, too, um, or if you haven't been listening uh, prior to this, that that Lane and I had two very different um, experiences where um, I kind of carried a trans identity with me my, my whole childhood. Um, people didn't really quite know how to label me. They maybe thought I was gay, but I knew that that wasn't really the, the case. Um, and Lane transitioned much later in life. Um, um, in his uh, mid thirties, uh, you know, very recently. So our puberties probably maybe looked a little differently, um, but I think there, there's uh, a lot of similarities and, and overlap there. So I'm kind of curious of what what your overall puberty experience was like. Was it like like what was it for you? You know, I can honestly say that the second time has been better, different <laughs> but better. But this second time has been better. Like it's been more you know, I guess I'd say more natural, like still awkward because I'm an adult, but the second time it's better. So yeah. if you haven't started yet, the second time is better. It's awkward still, but it is better because it feels more natural. But okay. so mine was the worst. 
I don't know how. I mean, let's start there. <laughs> uh, because it's like, one, okay, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, one, this this thing has to happen, okay? And you have to talk about, like, you don't, you already aren't really paying attention to that part of your body, you know? Mm-hmm. And... It, it just wasn't a thing that we, all right, that, you know, I had this all prepared and it just is really stunning when you think about where you want to go. You know, um, my experience was really just, I, I'd say it was like most in that it was awkward and embarrassing to start. Um, I didn't realize how much I ignored it and tried to get past it until I got older. So there's things still that I, that I have to deal with, you know, I mean, there's things that I did differently probably because of the way that I was brought up. Um, but it, it just was something that I had to get through, you know, Mm -hmm. that's what it felt like. It was something that I had to get through. Um, and something that I dreaded like everybody else, but I didn't, I didn't tie it to, to me. It was just something that had, that had to happen to me every month is what it felt like. Mm, you know okay so so part of this you're talking specifically about having a a period right like every month i know i know that's where i'm starting yeah okay it's it it, it's hard to even say that word isn't it isn't it really uncomfortable it is the worst i mean that's where it all starts for me i mean as my as my body changed and i can't wait to talk to you about this because as my body changed i was a basketball player and like i just don't I don't have a good recollection of a time where I was like, Ooh, look what I got down there. Or like they were bothering me. I mean, it was like they were wrapped under a sports bra and I wasn't really into what would need to go into them being involved in anything. <laughs> like, you know, so mm-hmm. that happened, but you know, I mean, it just, uh, I'm doing bad. I kind of want to start over. You got, you got it. This is just challenging. This is challenging. You know, this is challenging. Um, I can cut this part. So we don't have to worry about it. Okay. So, uh, but this is good. You're good. You're good. So it's the worst. So, so let me ask you then. um, Okay. So what I'm kind of hearing, and this is different for me. That's why I'm trying to kind of clarify it is for you. It was like period was the worst. It was like, that was the defining moment of like, I got to get through this and then I'll deal with it next month. And then, and then like developing breast was like secondary in nature. It was like, or secondary in concern, right? Like you were like, I can deal with this. I can ignore that, it's, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. Don't. And yeah. Don't I mean like, okay. It was kind of happening, but like, I don't even recall them like being anything. And I think that was just because of being an athlete. I don't recall them being anything until I got much older, you know, and I wasn't as active and that's when they really became more of a problem for me as a kid you know my puberty journey was like you know I was a I was a tomboy right but then that had to do with basketball um but I was my parents first or my mom's first daughter so of course she wanted to put me in frilly dresses and the church socks and all that stuff so (laughs) the church socks um (laughs) so like you know yeah there was 
there was all of that, right. That I had to go through that. But then as I got to be, you know, 13 and the period came, that sucked. Right. But like I had basketball and I was obsessed with it. And then I was rebelling, you know, I was like getting my own sense of style, which was like flannel and big jeans, but okay. Um, <laughs> but like, that was me, you know, right. like I'm not trying to wear flowers and frills and all that. And so that was all hard. And I guess that was part of me, you know, going through my puberty, but there was never any attention put to it. There was never any like conversations about it. Um, that would have helped me to figure out what the hell was going on, mm -hmm. you know? And it's not that that means that something is going on, you know, but for me and the way that I was acting and reacting and the fact that I wasn't trying to, you know, I wasn't interested in what all, you know, a lot of other kids were inter interested in. I wasn't trying to, it, it just was different, you know, it just was different. And I, and I wish that I had been able to explore that more, mm -hmm. you know, but it almost Which, seems too like you had a, a, a safety or you had this very convenient distraction and focus so that it could, it's almost like you could not have to think about certain things because basketball was so primary that it was, it, Maybe part of the reason too you were so successful and so good is that you you had these this extra energy and space that if you weren't designating it to basketball, you would have to be thinking about all the other things that maybe girls during that time were thinking about that you didn't want to get involved in, right? You didn't want to deal with. I mean, there's just a lot of things that you it's hard to admit. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not hard to admit, but like as you think back on how things were going, you know, I mean I remember having a best friend in high school, right? And I was in the height of my, you know, high school basketball career. I was doing pretty, I was doing pretty good and was being recruited and in the height of my tomboyness with my, you know, short bob hair and my flannel shirts. And like, I had this best friend and like, I was crushing hard. And that wasn't something that I could really um, explore, right? Um, because one, I'd have to say that I liked girls and that wasn't going to be okay. And two, it also didn't feel right. It didn't feel right. You know, like that, the way that it was going to be labeled in my head. And so there's all these things um, that have happened when I look back on, you know, that just, that could have been a clue. Um, and when I think about just the changes in me from, you know, when you have to do something, Right. That's why I can't wait to ask you about when you were a kid, because like for me, I had to do these certain things at a certain age or I had to wear these certain clothes at a certain age. You know, I, there wasn't really any choice there. And I remember how much how liberating it was when I was really like, I'm never wearing one of those dresses again, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so. So. So I'm curious uh, how how this ended up like. So puberty for many people or, you know, there's, there's sexual hormones that are getting supercharged, probably more so for men with testosterone, right? But it still happens for, for women and, and females and, and estrogen levels go up and testosterone does uh, play a role in that for, for even women. So we become these like sexual beings, you know, you, you admit to like having this, this crush on your, on your good friend, but you can't, you can't act on it because you're, 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 you're playing a role in society at that point that that's just not acceptable. You can't get past that in your mind. And then you also said something that was really interesting about 
like you you didn't even like the way that that would have played out and and is that like for you you're you're a female at that time or like a female identified you're taking on that that identity unwillingly but not knowingly and and not wanting to be that in a relationship with another female so then you're kind of just at this dead end of like i guess i like, are you not feeling kind of sexual in, in nature? Are you kind of just cutting that off because you can't go forward in your head with it? I mean, there's so, there's a lot of layers to that question. It's so, yeah. it's absurd Sorry. that you, <laughs> but like that you dug in there though. I mean, I mean, you heard, I mean that, that you heard some things cause it, it goes to a lot of how I brought up. I spent a lot of time at church and I spent a lot of time at LCC that, I mean, yeah, at the college. Is, yeah. Yeah at the college where I, where, where I grew up, I mean, in Lansing, I mean, that is my, I spent a lot of time at church and I spent a lot of time at LCC and the time at LCC was basketball and basketball was a thing that I had to latch onto. And the time at church, right. That was like foundational stuff that we had to do. I mean, I did that from the time I was born until I was 17 years old and went to college four to five times a week. And there's just things that weren't in my realm at the time, mm -hmm. you know, and that is growing up in a box and it is what it is. There's just things that were not in my realm of thinking. And what I'm saying is that felt weird and off to me. Like, I'm not, I, I, I'm not going to lie. Like there, there was one kid that I liked. Uh, I did. I did. I liked him. I liked him a lot, but I was 16. Um, which you can like whoever you want, but whatever. There was one kid that I liked. And then, um, you know, like I'm just thinking this through, right, as I'm reconciling these things. But like when I look back on things, like there, like I didn't have any interest in doing anything else and it could only be a defense mechanism. Like what was I going to do? Like you're so confused and then I wasn't talking about it to anybody. It, you know, it wasn't a thing. I wouldn't have even known what to say. What to say. Did did people uh, question you, like friends or family relatives, to say, "Are you gay? Are you lesbian?" You know, derogatory or not? You know, was it something that that came up? Uh, not until, I mean, I have one aunt who's kind of like really bold um, and fun and awesome, and I remember she asked me. But I mean, I was in my late teens at the time, you know, and I'd had a couple of girlfriends and was all like, yeah, you know, you know me, I'm pretty confident. And I was all like, yeah, you know, she, I think she asked me and I had kind of, kind of come out um, in that way, but no, it wasn't a conversation. I wish it had been like, I wish that the, when my mom my mom told me one time, she said, you know, there was one time where I thought something and I asked your dad and he said, no, no, no. And I told her, I wish you would have asked me. I wish you would have asked me. Like, what if, like, what would we have found out that day? Wow. You know, yeah. like what, what, and I mean, what we would have found out that day probably wouldn't have gone over well, but like, what would we have found out? You know? That's crazy. It's crazy. You know, decades later to be pondering that question as someone that's out that's living you know living in your gender identity that you feel connected to that's genuine and authentic to you and to be thinking about decades ago of what would have happened if how would my life yeah. played out differently that's crazy that's 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 a experience like, what i don't I have, have done 
Yeah. You know, what wouldn't I have done? And like, what other awkward things would I have not gone through? You know, or whatever, you know? I mean, maybe there would have been more awkward things. <laughs> but, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay, that was a lot. That, that was a lot. That's not even, that's not even like the tip of the iceberg, though. You know? Like, no, it's not. Like, I mean, I don't even feel like that was a, I don't, I don't feel like <laughs> I put through a coherent thought on that. That's how jumbled in my brain yeah. that is. Yeah. Cause, cause what's interesting is that you are playing out your childhood, your adolescent years, your pubescent years. You're playing that out now as an adult in your head because of this recent transition, right? Like you're going back and you're asking these questions that you couldn't have in your conscious mind when you were 10, when you were 18, when you were 25, that you're asking yourself all these questions now. That's that's a, a, an amazing, beautiful, but probably really challenging place for you to be at right now. So, uh, what a what a important moment uh, and an important show to just you know be able to bring this up. And I'm sure there's a lot of other people out there that are experiencing maybe right now. Um, they're 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 concerned about what's going to happen when they do hit puberty, or they're going through it right now, or they just got through it and it was horrific, and they're trying to figure out how to move past that. You know it's um i'm sure it's going to be helpful for people to hear that before i ask you this because you tied into something that i want to know about you i just you know one thing that i it doesn't bother me but i always feel like when we as when we try to explain our experiences sometimes or we describe them maybe i just do this but i worry that not that it's not what people want to hear but that they're not going to understand or get the answer that they're hoping for that it's not going to make the picture complete right and that's and that to me is is an explanation of how unique all of our journeys are you know i mean i can't i can't tell you how many things i've recovered or remembered that i either haven't thought about or i've blocked out or whatever you know and that that realization is something to your point and so as I think about when I was a kid and as I'm growing up and what it was like being a teenager and, you know, when my body changed and when I went to college and be, I mean, being a woman, right. I mean, I, I never, I, ne I you know, I never, and this is another thing I'm remembering at this minute. I never, when you become a young woman, right. When people start to call you that, right. Like the repulsion that I used to feel inside, why did I feel that way? Who could know at the time? You know, and so it's like every everybody's everybody's way and path is going to be different. It doesn't make anybody's better or worse or more or less or less valid. You know, I mean, we're all just trying to get to who 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 we're supposed to be, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a powerful point. You know, um, so so much of this work of sharing trans stories is so that people can see whether you're trans and you're experiencing it yourself or you're you're a, a cis person trying to learn more information for for any reason there's there's a value in hearing story after story after story because there are similarities but then those differences are extremely important as well so that you know, the trans person listening that's that's 15 going through this is like, yeah, I can identify. Thank you. That's part of my story. But then there's also a license to say, 
but do with it what you can be yourself. And that's going to look different for everyone. Maybe web some of these stories together, but your experience is going to be different than Lane's than mine. Um, but that's okay. You know, it's, it's our time and our individual lives to figure out who we are, um, to have people to look up to, to have people that share the same, uh, circumstances as you, but then to be able to, you know, know that you don't have to have it look the exact same as anyone else. You don't have to make the same choices. Yep. So you, you are my incredible friend who has known since they were a kid. I mean, I can't even, when I, I told you this last time I, I or the last time we talked about it, I love that hate that for you. Right. I mean, it's just like, yes, you knew, but like, also like, uh, so, I mean, what was that like for you? Like, how do you cope with that? Right. You knew you were a little, you knew you were a boy. So your body starts to change. What do you, how do you go forth? I think for, I think for a lot of people that, that know that there's something different about their physical bodies from their their gender identity puberty is it's not life-changing for i mean it's life-changing for everyone but it is a particular horror for trans kids it is it is serious trauma because you know i was i was growing up and it was like I just believed, and I think I mentioned this before in a different episode, I believe that I could overwill my body. I, I, my, my understanding of who I was and who I am is so strong that it permeates every part of me, including I thought my body. I thought eventually that I was going to overtake biology. And um, so I kind of knew that there was this, you know, these things that could potentially happen, but maybe like you, I just was like, you know, I, I had walls up about the realities of it um, because I couldn't I couldn't face that until there's, you know, days that you wake up and you start your period or you're growing breast or you're getting softer or, you know, societal expectations of like you've got to shave your legs and your armpits and all these things that go along with that, that portion of life that is different than it was, um, you know, back when things were a little bit better. And so I had to. Oh, it was just the worst. It was the worst. Like, you know, it was just the worst. It's still as comfortable as I am and as many years that, that I've had to go through this and that I've talked about it and I've had counseling for it and I've shared with people and I've shared in front of large groups. It's still always uncomfortable to say certain words or describe certain scenarios. Um, but it's it's true, and we all need to hear that. Trans people need to hear that from other trans people. Um, it helps me mm -hmm. to hear from from other guys that have gone through this too, and um, and I know that it, it helps for others, and it helps cis people to understand. Um, I think as well the 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 realities of being trans. Like more and more cis people are getting to know more trans people. More trans people are telling their stories. It's a wonderful thing. But sometimes when we talk, we don't tell these details. Um, uh, for many reasons, um, but it, it, it's... <laughs> I was just getting ready to say. But it's so important, right? It's so important. Uh, it's so important for trans and cis people to hear these realities for us. And, you know, my first period, my, my, my mother, she didn't, you know, she didn't have an understanding um, or an ability at the time to, to accept me. And so when, when I had my first period, I was like, I'm not, 
I'm not saying, well, I, not only because of her, but I was like, I'm not telling anyone. Like, this thing will, will remain between me and me. No one will ever hear about it. Um, and so I had to kind of learn what to do with blood, <laughs> you know? And I remember, like, using just, like, wrapped up tissue all the time because I couldn't go to the store to buy feminine products. Uh, I would never think about doing that. Never in a million years. Like it w it was not an option. So like sometimes I would use what my sister and my mom had, but if they were out or something, I'm not going to tell anyone and I'm not going to go to the store. So, uh. you know, a lot of my life was just kind of, it was just, it was horrific. It was horrific, you know? And then if you ever have like an accident, which is common, especially when you're not using <laughs> the appropriate materials. Like, oh man, like it's just the trauma, the trauma that goes along with that is, is, uh, it's excruciating. And, and so, yeah, that's, that's monthly. And then for me, let's see, you know, you had kind of mentioned that like developing breast was a, a kind of a, a secondary thing that, that didn't, didn't weigh as heavy as, as having a period. But for me, unfortunately, the the hereditary genes in my family were such that like i i mean you like i don't have a large body i you know i'm like five foot five i'm i'm you know like you know just like the small frame and and like these breasts that i was you know given were 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 just like oh my god it was it was intense so so I ridiculous. It was ridiculous, right? And so like a lot of trans people are going to know this term binding. And so cis folks, if you don't know what this means, binding is when you bind, literally you bind your your breasts to hide them, to conceal them. And there's all sorts of things on the market now. There's a lot of amazing products out there that that mm -hmm. safely allow uh, uh, trans folks to to bind. Um, but that didn't obviously exist when I was a young kid and developing. Um, and so I learned very early on the art of duct taping. And Jeez. I would, I, you know, since they started to develop, I was wrapping duct tape. And I, that's the one thing I would do is I'd ride my bike up to the hardware store. I'd steal the, the newspaper money out of a jar next to the phone. I'd ride my bike up to the hardware store and I'd buy, you know, three packages of duct tape. And I would, I would bind. Um, How old? Oh, starting at probably 14. Ugh. And, and all the way up until I had uh, my top surgery, which is when I was um, 22 or 23-ish, uh, around there. It was like 2003, I had top, my top mm. surgery. So that whole time, I'm wrapping uh, and binding with duct tape, and it's causing, you know, skin yep. lesions. And uh, I have back issues, horrible back issues to this day because of it. Um, it was horrific, and I still will have nightmares. I, I will still wake up like in sweats and nightmares, um, you know, thinking about binding and, and, and taping and all that. So uh, trauma, you know, like it's real, it's real trauma. It's, I couldn't let anyone touch my back. I wouldn't let right. anyone, wouldn't let anyone hug me my whole life, you know, because I didn't want them to feel the tape. So if someone came up behind me and touched my back, I would, I would jump, you know, and I'd move away. And so I had a, I didn't want to have a physical separation, but I felt I needed to, to, to hide that. Um, so, I mean, and that adds other layers to like feeling alone, being isolated. I mean, to depression. I mean, and like you said, you have back issues and you have 
you remember that. I mean, now there are better ways, right? But that's the reality for a lot of people. And from the time you were 14 to 23, I mean, that's a long, that's a long, long time. And it, it just hit me. I asked you, I said, how did you cope? And like, that's not, that's not coping. I mean, that's coping, but I mean, you don't want to have to cope that way. You know I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I I was, you know, I, I luckily coping wise, um, if I could point to one thing that, that probably rooted me into something, it was Oscar sports. I, I wasn't into it in, in the same degree that you were, but I played, you know, softball. I played basketball, uh, I played soccer for, you know, when I was younger. Um, so I was playing in high school on the varsity teams and that sense of camaraderie and, and, and team and community, you know, I had those girls from those teams that, um, that supported me and, and, you know, didn't, didn't judge me, but there was also a lot of backlash too. And because I was playing sports and you're on a female team, I looked very yeah. male. Um, so here I am binding. So I look like I have a flat chest. I have super short hair, um, you know, I wear my uniforms in a way that's, you know, really masculine as much as I could help it. And, um, so I have, I have memories and I actually still have nightmares too, you know, not often, but they happen where, um, when, when I was playing and we'd be, we'd be at a, at a game, like in a gymnasium. And most of the time it'd be like a visiting team gym and the the fans for that team would just start like heckling me and start screaming and start singing horrible things. And, um, and I, I, yeah, I still, I still have these nightmares that like I'm me now and I'm, you know, I've, I've transitioned and I have a full beard and, and I've got a hairy body and muscles and, and I'm out in this like girls basketball tight outfit and I'm having people just like, you know, yell at me. I mean, it's, it's, um, it's trauma. It's, 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 um, you're just thinking during those moments how like, I just need to get through this and, and things shut down. Um, what's really interesting about both of our stories is that we have missing parts to it. Like, we, you know, when you feel that trauma, you shut down certain things in, oh, yeah. in our brains and our, and our chemistries change and we go into survival mode and, and we're not picking up details. And so I, I have massive amounts of my, my youth uh, when I was a kid and, and definitely through puberty that I don't remember. I just don't have, People will tell me someone's name or a certain event, yeah. and I'm like, I don't, ha- I don't have it in my head. I don't, I can't. I it's can't. important that you said that. I mean, I. It's important that you said that out loud because people need to hear that. I mean, I feel the same way. I just had a conversation with somebody, and I said, I. There could be, ten. There's a there's a gap gone. Why, you know? And and when we get to talking about things, and something in the back of my head, you know, brings it brings it to the front. I mean, it and it hits you hard. Mm-hmm. Because you're like, why did I do that? I mean, you, I was going to ask you what kind of kids you were and, and what kind of things you were into. But I mean, being an athlete, how do you, you said the group of girls that you played with, they were supportive. I mean, what was that like? I mean, you just were, you just were you and they were, they were fine. What was yeah, it like? I think I was just me. Um, I think I was just me, but I think as I got older, you know, I also started to get into some stuff that they weren't getting into. I started smoking. I started drinking. Um, because I was going to the gay clubs with my gay friends, you know, while I was still playing sports. And so there was this, there's kind of like this moment that I started to find this new outlet, but it was, it was, you know, it wasn't in harmony with the other things that were doing really well in my life. And Mm -hmm. so I, I, I kind of had to make a choice and, uh, I just was making some bad decisions. So I lost a lot of that, 
um, that connection that I had in, in sports. But at the time I'm like, okay, I've got these, you know, these good girlfriends and everyone's starting to make college plans. And some people are going off and playing sports, um, with scholarships. And I'm like, I don't want anything to do with it. Like I'm, I'm just done. I don't want to, I don't want to be on girls teams anymore. I don't, I just don't want this, this, this life. And, uh, so I, I diverged and I, you know, I ended up dropping out like two weeks before my high school graduation, um, you know, because these things just started to build up and I just started to rebel and I started to get angry and, um, and that, that, that took me on a whole different course, you know? So it was like, yeah, I, I had that support from sports and, and from the teams and I don't honestly know where I'd be without that. Like I really don't, um, mm-hmm because it was community and it was a focus like you had, it was a skill that people would compliment us for. So there was like, you know, recognition of something desirable about us. Um, and so that, that, that got me through, um, that really got me through. What do you think about, all right, let me ask you this. I've said this, you know, over and over again, but like any references to like woman and girl, young lady, right. I mean, just, awful i mean Mm -hmm. that's something right i mean without even without knowing or talking about it that's something right i mean did you did you feel like that Mm -hmm. obviously you felt like that but i mean i'd say that's a pretty normal feeling and the thing that makes me mad is again what i mean how how could i have no idea i mean how could i have no idea it just i don't know you know, it just is really hard to reconcile sometimes. Like maybe I just thought you're such a, you're, like you're tomboy to the max. You don't like any of those words. Like that's all it is. It's interesting. So what'd you do for dating? How was dating for you? Uh, so mo- like most of my like early puberty was no dating and that yeah. was hard, right? Cause like everyone around you starts dating and, and yeah. it's like 13, 14 years old, people start dating or like liking people. And I couldn't talk about who I liked cause I always liked girls. And so that, that, that would put me in like a, a lesbian camp and, and that still wasn't really something that people were comfortable coming out with. Um, I don't even think we had like, um, I don't think we had a gay club or a gay student alliance or anything at our high school at the time. I mean, this, this is, you know, back in the day. So, um, so we didn't have any of that. So yeah, I, I didn't, I wouldn't, you know, I think maybe I had a couple friends that knew that I was interested in, in, in women. And, um, the older I got, the more comfortable I I would get with sharing that. Um, and then it was like junior and senior year of high school when I just started to kind of come out and people just, I don't remember if I said I was gay. I don't, I don't know, but like, I kind of own the fact that like, this is who I am and I like girls. Um, and then I started to date and I, I, you know, I luckily always had really great partners. Um, it, it, my kind of my like my requirement was like, I wanted them to be straight. I didn't want anyone that wanted a woman that that was not going to work for me. That's not what I want to be to them. And so I would always seek out, um, not seek out, but I just was attracted to straight women, um, and and, and girls. And so I did okay. I did okay. That's another thing. Okay. I mean, I'm just saying like my whole life, all of my, except for maybe one, every one of the women that I dated were straight women. Like, come on. Yeah. That's interesting. What are they doing? And what was I doing? And that's the real deal truth. Like what's (laughs) going like, but you know, with Tanya, she was just like, I mean, 
this is, is your current wife, Tanya. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that one. This one. <laughs> this one. Uh, <laughs> she was like, that's just kind of how I've always seen you, which is great. But like, you know, what were they doing? Shoot. Yeah. That's interesting. Nobody, nobody can talk to me about it. <laughs> like, Oh, you got, Oh, you guys are you guys like women now. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. God help. Uh, help. So, so you mentioned that you, uh, that, that there was, you know, one, one, one boy that you liked when you were growing up. Um, did, did you have the, the awkward experiences or was it awkward? Like if guys liked you, did you have that experience? Yeah. Except for that one kid, really. I mean, yeah. I liked him back, but like that was a church thing. Let me like bring that to the surface too. I mean, you know, you spend a lot of time at church, like you're bound to find somebody that wants you to <laughs> join in holy matrimony with. I mean, Jesus, you spend all your time there, you know, like I had to like maybe one day we'll do some outtakes and I'll tell you about like this chastity program I went through. Like, uh, oh my God. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Like, That's intense. Married to Jesus. Anyway. Um Ooh. But so, yeah, I did like that kid, though. He was cool, but whatever. But I mean, yeah, there was like these awkward moments. And the worst one, I was in college. I mean, I think I was like a sophomore in college, but I was younger. I think I was, I was like 18. And this kid, he went to a different school. He liked me and he would show up at the dorm. And I just used to be like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so I. I just really, I didn't have, I mean, one time I took the, okay, there was a kid that, that, that was my friend I met in college and like my parents were starting to like get hot on my trail that I liked women, you know? Uh huh. And so I had to get a boyfriend. Oh. I had to get a boyfriend. Okay. Yeah. All right. You had to get and the so stand in. I got a boyfriend. Mm. Yeah. I got a boyfriend and I feel bad because he was awesome. He was like a great guy, but like for not I mean we're not doing anything like I used to just feel I used to feel bad but like I had to get a boyfriend and I took him to Thanksgiving at my grandma's house and <laughs> I'm you know he's there like really getting grilled you know like really <laughs> like going through the experience and I'm there like <laughs> <laughs> and you're like it's working sorry man you know <laughs> it's working though you know like Thank and you. you know I'm like man, like man just get through it. It'll be fine. My dad. Oh, right. <laughs> and so luckily for me though, the chastity yeah. program came in handy because I had my married to Jesus ring. So, you know, we can't be, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, I mean, so like, yeah, there was an awkward moments, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. Jesus survival though. Right. You're like, how, survival. okay. Yeah. How am I going to get through this right now? I've got to get the parents off the trail. Right. Yeah. Survive. <laughs> Throw some beef down. <laughs> Throw something. Yeah, that was that was really I, I felt oh. bad about that. I still do. God, isn't that terrible? Twenty years. I still do. God. Yeah. You know but like you yeah, we're kids. Yeah. What you supposed to do? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of worse things people do to each other, you know, like I'm sure it it was all right. I'm sure he's okay right now. I don't know. He's great. He, he uh, might he's be broken. Married. He's got kids. He's awesome. Okay. He got. He, he got. He got over me. Yeah. <laughs> Not his type. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I was luckily God. able to avoid like most guy crushes because I was I was such a boy myself. But like uh, I had a I had a few that uh, like just rant like weird random stuff and and 
you know, like I wasn't going there. I was like, yeah, hell no. And I would just think like, oh, you're gay. <laughs> like you gotta be gay. If you have a crush on me. No, like right. I know your what are secret. You doing? <laughs> right. What are you doing? Like I'm probably convenient well, for you too, you know? Like you're gay, right. but like I'm technically at the time, you know, female, so you know. <laughs> wow. Oh wow. god. You, you know, I mean Wow. Your, I don't I don't miss it at all. Your first your first period story, not to relive and rehash a traumatic moment, but like <laughs> <laughs> but like with the tissue, I mean, come on. At least me, I was like, hey, hey, something's happening in here. <laughs> and at least I, like, cracked the door open, and my mom, like, threw a pad through the door. <laughs> I just was, I, like, Why is she throwing like, it picked at it you? up, like, I picked it up, like. <laughs> so. Uh, oh good stuff. man i remember trying to wear Just pants and boxer worst. shorts like you can't the boxer shorts are not made to wear nope. you know butterfly taped pants <laughs> no and like don't think you can press the wings down around the side okay <laughs> it's not gonna work <laughs> oh man work. yeah i mean what a you know i know you know i never would go to the bathroom either like i would never i would never use a public restroom never because i look so much like a boy that it was just it, it just wouldn't have it wouldn't have worked and so i don't know how i did this because today my bladder is not this strong like i, I there's times that like it, you know it, I, if i have a cup of tea it's like an hour i gotta go to the bathroom but when i was a kid I had like superhero bladder and I would go before I'd go to school and I would not go to the bathroom till I got home. And that was through like K through 12. Like, I, isn't that crazy? I'm like, I don't know how I did. Like, I must've been like so uncomfortable during fifth and sixth hour. Like I must've just, like, I don't remember, <laughs> but like, how would you not, you know, like, how would you but not that's have so to pee? Great. That's why that policy is so great and important. Yeah. Think about how many kids are holding it all damn day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just because they don't feel now they're protected. Mm -hmm. I mean, as protected as they can be. That is. Yeah. Yeah. Gender, really gender neutral bathrooms. If, if, if you're not aware of the importance of those, they are, I mean, for just for physical health uh, and, and for safety for trans kids, it's so important. So if you're, if you have a position to where you can fight for accommodations for gender neutral bathrooms, you have a business, you work for a school, whatever the case is, uh, these are definitely things that um, we need to, to definitely be stronger advocates for because yeah, it is, you know, it's, it's, um, I peed my pants once it was in first grade and, uh, uh, oh God, I'll never forget it. It was just horrible. Cause I don't know why that day was different, but I couldn't make it to the end. And so I tried to, I took the, uh, went to the teacher, got the hall pass for the girl's bathroom and I walked down the hall and I, I stood there just staring at the, the bathroom door. And I think I might've even like opened it and walked in and then was like, I can't, I can't go into the girl's bathroom. And so I went back into the class and then, uh, I think I tried it a second time because I had to go so bad. Same thing happened. Got to the door, couldn't go in, went back into class. Mm -hmm. I just sat in my chair and I just felt peed on my leg. First grade, you know, that's not really where you, you know, you sh shouldn't be peeing right. in first grade. And, uh, I, one of my friends in class, I remember, asked me, you know, because my jeans were all wet as we were, like, walking to the bus. And uh, 
you know, I probably reek of piss at the time. <laughs> and uh, she was like, oh my God, did you pee your pants? And I was like, no, I just, this is from Jim. I've just been sweating all day. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh man. I mean, trauma. You don't sweat down your leg? <laughs> Is working really hard. Oh, working my man. hips. Working my hips really hard. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you, you know. Got, okay, so <laughs> you got me feeling a way about the whole binding. I want to do something. How about we send a binder to somebody, right? Who writes us? Like if you, yeah. if you're out there and you need a binder, because you're taping or you're, you know, maybe you feel self-conscious, you don't, you don't have one, right? Like you write us, write us and say, you watch this episode and say, I could use one yep. and then we'll get in contact. Yeah. I'm going to send somebody a binder that writes me from this show. I, I mean, I just, yeah. Yeah. you know, you got, you have to. Lane and Daniel at gmail.com. Yep. Let us know. Lane and Daniel at gmail.com. Yep. Yeah, let us know. Reach out. If you need one, we'll send you I one. I love that idea. Yeah. Uh, I want to send one. Okay. I wish there was a way I could think of how I could give it away, but maybe the first email I get. How about that? And everybody else we'll keep in contact with. Yep, definitely. And we'll put some information up, too. Um, we're going to be giving you guys some some resources uh, in the show notes uh, for this episode. And so we'll make sure that we include some new resources that are out there for great products, uh, safe products for binding and all things trans, uh, just to help you get by, uh, during this time. Definitely. Great idea. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. I'm gonna ask you one last question. Cause maybe it'll be funny. Maybe it won't be, but what did you, do you feel like you did had to do anything girly ever as you were growing up? Like, did you have to ever? Well, yeah, I mean, I had to wear a dress that one And, you know, time. like, what, whatever girly is, like, you know, like, I, I'm interested in your take on boy things and girls things, too, you know? Yeah, I mean, there was definitely, like, girl things to me, like, were, okay, I got to third grade and there, was, there wasn't, you know, co-ed sports anymore and I had to go on the girls' teams. Like, that destroyed me. I hated that. And I, and I you know... I was fortunate to always have a good group of girls that I played with and I grew up with. And, um, that was really awesome, but I never wanted to be on the girls team ever. And so that sucked. So that was always a girl thing I had to do. Um, and then, you know, there were, there were times that, that, you know, I was mostly able to dress like a boy, but my mom, which is a pretty complex, relationship there were times that for whatever reason she felt whether she got criticism from people which is probably the case um that she would force me you know like we would go to get clothes and she would say no you're not going in the boy section today you're getting over there and I would cry and cry and I might be 15 or 16 or 17 and I would cry and cry and cry and I'd find like the most boyish thing I could find you know and I still remember those items of clothes because I had to like really pick out what was not going to make me look like a girl so those were things that I could probably think of that I was forced to do that um it just felt so wrong you know how about you I mean it seems like there was probably like I don't know if you were more accepting of it, but like maybe more acceptance of other people thinking that it would be totally okay for you to do girl things. Yeah. I mean, I just, I wondered 
the reason I wondered about you is because of your awareness at such a young age, you know, and I just wondered how that was going to play out. And I think the difference uh, for me was I, you know, the one girly thing I can really, really remember is I wanted and I got a strawberry shortcake bike. Mm. And I don't know this, and I'm not saying that that's necessarily girly because anybody can like anybody, you know, but like when I think about it, it was pink, you know, and it had streamers and like, I just remember and the picture of me on it, I'm on this like puffy pink coat and like I have pigtails and like, I'm just so happy. I wanted my strawberry shortcake bite. Right. Uh And after that, like, I remember wanting He-Man. I like She-Ra too, but like He-Man was like her dude, you know? So like He-Man and She-Ra and I remember He-Man and She-Ra, but then I remember like I played guys, you know, I didn't play, I played Mm -hmm. dolls or Barbies. I played guys, Mm -hmm. you know? And when I was with other kids, like I just was kind of like, if you can imagine this assertive, you know, (laughs) and I, (laughs) but you know, I just kind of acted how I was going to act. And it just, you know, in talking to my dad, I think me just being me, right. I think he might not have realized how much I might've needed a little more, talking to about that or like an actual like investigation into what's going on with my kid right because underneath all that confidence is a bunch of stuff that we're still yet to uncover Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. um but i would say i you know i could i could name the last time i wore a dress you know and it feels like a lifetime ago which is important for two reasons reason one Anybody that's, you know, just at the beginning or you're, you know, you don't see a way out, like it will feel like a lifetime ago. It feels like a lifetime ago. It's important. And the second reason why that's important is because for me, it's helped me to also kind of like be all right. You know, like you talk about kind of that chunk, right? I feel like that chunk is a lifetime ago. And there's some of it that, I don't need. So I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's a super interesting connection that I guess seems really obvious now that I don't know if I directly made in how your confidence and assertiveness came from like, maybe there were things that you shut down for. Maybe there were realities you were not ready to let in and have conversations with yourself yet. But it, it seems like what you replaced that with or what you, you balance that with is this sense of I am who I am. So maybe I'm not exactly where I need to be quite yet, but I am who I am. And I don't care what mm-hmm. anyone else thinks. So it was like you develop that as a survival skill that um, probably played into why you were such a good athlete, why you were able to maintain, you know, being who you were that was on the heavy masculine side, but not really deal with a lot of repercussions because of it. Um, You know, like the, maybe one of the greatest harms to you was not being able to live as a, uh, as a, as a, as a male, as a gender identified male, but you lived as you, right? You lived as you, the person you were at that time, and you didn't take shit from anyone for it um that's huge right that's huge right that's really big and i think that's the part that's the part you know that i that i'm trying to 
also connecting it back, you know, and that happened to me. I used to have a speech about this and I know we're getting whatever, but I used to have a speech about this and I called it moments. Right. And when I was 24, was I 24? No, I was 25. When I was 25 years old, um, I had moved to LA and I was going for this job and I moved there with a woman. Right. And I was in, at an interview and the lady that had interviewed me, she had come out to me and we had a great talk. It was awesome. She was like, you know, I have a wife and it's cool out here in LA. You can just be you. And so I was getting ready to go into this interview panel and I looked in there and I said, when they ask me what brought me out here, like, what do I say? Cause I didn't feel like that would be something I'd say in Michigan at, a, at an interview. I moved here with my partner, you know, and she looked at me and she said, you be exactly who you are. And that's fine. And like from that moment, really like it just took that one second from that moment. I just was like, right. It just be who you are. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that was, you know, I think that it kind of happened over the course of my life in basketball, but like that moment, it was like, right. Why wouldn't I be? And who is anybody else? Right. To tell me. And that, and that was powerful and it's, and it's hard to do. And I, and I think moments like that happen for people. Right. And you know, that's for both of us, this was a second moment. That's intense. Like, it's like, um, it doesn't matter who it comes from. Sometimes it just matters that someone gives you permission to be you. Yes. It doesn't matter. You don't have to know that person, you know, it doesn't have to be the people maybe that have wronged you or that hurt you or that you like feel like you need to hear that from. But sometimes it just takes someone to say, you just be you. That's it. Let everyone else figure it out. You right. be you, you know, that's a gift. That's a, That was a huge yeah. gift that she gave you. That's huge that's, gift. That's beautiful. Yeah. And that's how I feel for everybody. Right. Like you, that's, that's the, the subtitle of my blog. I can only be me and you can only be you, you know, and, and that's gotta be good enough. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Through, through Wild all, stuff. through all of this, you know, I mean, I, I think, um, there's a reason that there's a, and I think you and I knew this and it's maybe we started to talk about this the other night when we talked about the show and what we were going to, you know, what we we're going to, to talk about a little bit, um, is that it's, it, puberty is such an important thing that we go through as trans people, whatever variation of trans you experience. I think that whether you realize and, and recognize your trans during puberty, or you just recognize that some things are, are feeling a certain way, um, and you're struggling through them, or you're 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 blocking them to survive. That puberty represents a, a, a very challenging time, and if um, you know us sharing our stories and our challenges and our, our discomforts and our awkwardness and our trauma helps you just to be able to to see yourself in that story and know that we made it and that you can make it it'll be something that you tell and share with other people eventually. Um, but you can get through it and there's things to do. And, and so one of the things that, that Lane and I want to share with you is, you know, takeaways, um, that, that helped us, um, or that we would go back and, and wish we had that, that I think is going to be really important for anyone that's going through challenging times with, uh, 
with gender identity or any type of physical identity that just is not feeling right or that you're, you're scared to go through, um, we've got a few suggestions that may help. I think I'd say one thing for sure is to get involved with something, right? Daniel said he played sports. I told you, or I said I play basketball. Um, basketball, I think, saved my life um, because sports do help you develop a lot of great things, right? Like teamwork, hard work, character, determination, passion, right? If you like it. Um, these are things that you can use later on in life. And so I think getting involved in something that makes your heart beat fast, right? Whatever it is you like that you're interested in, like-minded people, something that gets you going, that sense of community is helpful. So that's one thing I would say. Yeah, I, I totally back that. That was That's definitely one thing that I know looking back at sports, um, it wasn't as significant, but it was a pretty significant piece of my life. And it rooted me in something. It gave me a focus um, and it gave me a community, people that rallied around me, that supported me, that um, their parents supported me. And so when I didn't maybe find that in the larger community, I did have a pocket that that felt a little bit like it shielded me or insulated me. Um, so that that's really important. And I think a, kind of an addition to that piece that I didn't have that I wish I could have had this other community. I didn't find it till I was a little bit older um, is through the LGBTQ plus community. Um, and so a lot of schools nowadays have some type of like a gay straight alliance or they have an LGBTQ plus club. Um, if you don't have that at your schools, uh, we're going to tell you about some resources here in just a minute, but the, the, those types of connections are really important it, to get to find your your tribe and your community that can speak to those very specific specific issues that you're going through, like having gender identity issues or sexuality issues or whatever it might be, get connected to the folks that can help you through those specific issues, um, so that you know you don't have to to bury it and you don't have to keep it silent, and uh, you can get that specific support that you need. So that's definitely one thing I'd recommend too. And then, kind of to go on a you know, super like practical standpoint. Right. And I'm looking at this from my most recent bout with puberty in this transition <laughs> and also thinking back, but you know, it's important to be prepared and think ahead. You know, you heard Daniel say, talk about accidents. Like we've all had accidents in, in a number of ways. Right. But like be prepared for where you're going and think ahead. Right. If you're transitioning, right. It's about safety too. Um, just think about the things that, that you need. Where are you going? What's going to be available? Is there going to be a place that you can go, right, and be safe? Um, those things are important. Um, another thing that was helpful to me um, in, in a roundabout way was my family. <laughs> you know, they didn't know. We didn't know. But it also helped that we just had love, you know? I mean, things weren't perfect, you know, I wish, you know, do I wish that I was in the church like I was? No, but that's how you, how you grew up. Right. But like in terms of a family unit, you know, people that have your back, people that you love to be around, um, you know, I mean, I had that and that there's something to be said about that. And so I think if you, if it's not your blood family, right. And then we're back to talking about community, like Daniel said, but you, you know, you need, you need some kind of support to get through it. Right. And that could be a therapist too. Um, so you don't want to forget the support part. And then one last thing, cause Daniel talked about organizations in schools. A lot of adults are going to 
potentially be transitioning. And I count that as puberty. I just do because your voice is going to change. Like things are, it's going to be weird in your meetings. Like you're going to be talking to your people and you're going to be like, oh, you know, I mean, that's, that's a real thing that's going to happen. So, you know, you're going to be transitioning too. And it's like, stuff is going to be different. You're going to be emotional. Like just support is important. And like, if your organization has a, you know, an employee affiliated club, you don't start one, right? Look at Facebook groups. There's plenty. Um, and like Daniel said, we'll talk about more resources, but I mean, it, it takes, it takes a lot, you know, you don't want to try to do it by yourself. Yeah. Yep. I, I'd say one thing to add to that, cause I think that's so great and so important. You mentioned earlier, um, you know, you're like j- basketball was just able to get your heart rate up. And I, I, to this day believe what is so important for anyone going through something that is causing them trauma. It could be having gender identity issues. It could be going through an abusive uh, situation or relationship. It could be feeling suicidal or anxious or depressed. Anything that we're going through that's very, very challenging, I believe in, in getting it out through the body and through the mind. So finding outlets. We luckily had sports. And so that's a very physical outlet um, to, to get things out of. And so I've, you know, transferred that in my adult life into like always having to, to, to work out and finding different ways to use my physical body, whether it's yoga or rowing or running or whatever it is, you know, finding something you can still get things out physically from your body, dancing, and then creative arts. Uh, I, I luckily I had sports, but I never had confidence that I was an artist, although I always felt like an artist inside. And so it was much later in my adult life that I was able to work through a lot of that trauma of, of when I was younger through creative arts and through drawing, through writing. I became a, a, a big poet. Uh, I play music now. Anything that you guys can do that gets this stuff out, it's in us. You know, it's in our brains, but it's in our physical bodies. Uh, it's in our, our chemicals and our hormones. So it's really important that we don't just sit with it and we don't bury it and, and, and tuck it away. So for all of you out there, whatever age you are, whatever talents and skills you think you have and maybe think you don't have others, start finding stuff and just doing it. Get it out. Uh, it's trauma what we're going through as trans folks, um, whether it's personal trauma that we that, that we hold on ourselves as we're working through this, if it's trauma that other people put onto us, society puts onto us, maybe family and, and unfortunately people that we love, uh, societies that were, or uh, institutions that were, you know, there's expectations put on us, it's trauma and we got to get it out. And, and so express yourself in whatever way you can and keep finding ways to do that. Uh, it's such an important lesson. So those are my, those are my recommendations. Agreed. So we got a couple of resources that we wanted to share with you guys, too, um, because, you know, everyone's in different situations. I know some of you folks, like we said, are in different countries right now. Um, Some of you guys are going to be in situations where maybe you're not in a in a large school or a large city that you don't think you have access to resources. So there's a couple of really good national resources uh, that's targeted to LGBTQ youth. Um, The the first one I want to tell you about is Gleason. Um, And you can go to Gleason.org. That's G L sen.org if you go there we're going to put these links in the um the the uh show notes um but visit them they have a whole host of resources to um specifically target supporting 
LGBTQ plus youth in K through 12. So they, if you don't have a gay straight alliance or an LGBTQ association at your school, they will help you start one. Um, they will help you de develop it. Um, they have all sorts of resources um, on their website for not only you all, but for parents and for loved ones and for mm -hmm. school administrators. So check them out. They're fantastic. Um, and then the other one that we wanted to tell you about uh, was Trevor Project. I think, Lane, you might even have a couple more to add to this list, um, but Trevor Project is awesome. So for those of you that might be struggling, um, having depression, having anxiety, having suicidal thoughts, just needing to talk to someone, that's incredibly common for us trans folks. Um, you need help and you need support to get through this. And and so uh, Trevor Project is great because they focus on 25 and under. So if you're in that age group and you're LGBTQ plus identified um, or just kind of going through things, Trevor Project offers not only um, suicide prevention, um, but mental health intervention as well. They have chats. Uh, they've got a phone line you can call. They have text messaging that you can you can text into uh, they have a whole page of resources. And then lastly, they have something really cool called Trevor Space. And Trevor Space is a uh, social media, like an online social media forum for not only LGBTQ plus young people, but also their friends and allies. So really, really cool stuff. We're awesome. going to put links in the show notes to all this stuff. Um, and then Lane, I, I know you mentioned a, a couple too that we think are probably really important for folks to know about. Yeah, uh, there's a couple to know about. One is PFLAG, um, and that's that's just a huge one for parents, family members, um, allies. Um, just good resources and information. Um, probably not a lot of events going on right now, but usually it'll tell you in your particular part of the country, you know, what's going on, where you can find the chapter if you need resources or you want to connect with somebody. Um, PFLAG is a great one for that. And then the other one um, that's national is GLAAD, and that's G-L-A-A-D. Um, and again, that'd be in the show notes. Um, but glad is again, it has great tips for allies, um, keeps you up on what's happening across the country and news, um, you know, really good in terms of information and resources, tips and tools for pronouns, um, preferred name gives you information on, you know, name changes, just, it's just a very helpful site, um, full of resources. So. I wanted to mention those. Awesome. And all of these are on social media. They're on Instagram. They're on Facebook. Um, wherever you're connecting to people, they're on there and out there. And they their whole intention is to help folks. So reach out. Don't be afraid. Uh, just start there. There's always help out there. Maybe it might not be physical, but we're not really in a physical world right now. So, um, you know, make sure that you, you're accessing those things. And um, if you're an ally and a supporter, support those uh, agencies. Find out more through them. Donate if you can. Donate time. Donate money. Uh, learn more so that you, you can help uh, the rest of the folks going through this. I've got one last question for you, Lane, because I think this is important. This has been oh a semi-traumatic, probably reliving for both of us, and we, we knew it would be. Um, and I think we can both agree that it was a pretty traumatic time in life to go through in general. Having said all that, having gone through all this, would you give it up if you could? Would you trade it in if you could? Being trans? Well, that experience of what you had to go through to be who you are today, you know, if it meant that you were just going to be, you know, you could trade it all in, you could wake up today, all that could be gone, and you would just be... Oof. That's, that's really hard and really great. I feel like I already know your answer. That's not really, I don't feel like I can answer that in a shorter way. I guess I'd have to say, 
That's not fair. I need caveats. Like, do I am I still a basketball <laughs> player? Am I still like the two time Lansing Player of the Year? Or I don't know. Am I just waking up you, as a random dude. That's what you gotta, I guess, ask yourself, right? Like, what did being trans? Yeah, would, what actually, does being trans yes. inform the rest yes, of who you are? Actually, actually, I mean, you're basically asking me. I get to wake up just I'm this guy though. No, or is that the no? Because oh. I'm at, I'm telling you. You don't know, like, what did your whole experience growing up inform who you are today, right? So, you wouldn't be, I don't, I would argue, you're not going to be this person because most of what you have become has been informed by those life experiences, good and bad. Everyone could say that, right? Um, Mm -hmm. So, you would probably have to subtract a lot of who you are today based on the fact that you probably wouldn't have become that if we removed those hardships and those challenges and those, um, those, those lenses that you gained in life because of what you, you went through. That's my argument. You know, I think when you make it through, you see that way you say it like that. I mean, I, you know, would I be as assertive? Would I have this kind of work ethic? Would I, you know what I mean? Would I, 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 I don't know how that would have happened without basketball, which basketball was the key to getting through, you know, everything else. So I don't think it would, I don't, I don't know what I would have been like. Yeah. Would I, would I have made it here? You know, there's so many variables. Mm -hmm. What about you? What a hell of a question. (laughs) It was just a last minute question. I think it's important because um, here's the thing, right, is that there was this long period of my life when I struggled that I would have given anything, I would have given anything to trade it all in. That's what I thought. And it was once I made it through and I was able to look at myself in a healthy way, I was able to, to find acceptance in who I was, I was able to I was able to get rid of the anger I had for society and actually put it into some type of uh, function of, of, you know, helping improve the world I live in. Um, when I was able to do those things, I realized that I would never be who I am today without everything I went through. I wouldn't be able to have the same empathy for others because of it. I wouldn't be able mm-hmm. to, to understand mental health the same way. I wouldn't be able to understand... Um, our, our, our broken societal structures and what's needed to be able to, to, to change them, you know, what we needed to be able to change those. I wouldn't be able to understand women in the way that I do um, and, and push back on what I think is toxic masculinity in, in the way that I, that I, I do in life now. Um, there's all these things that I'm like, I am 100% who I am because of all of that. But I, I made it through. And so for mm-hmm. me, the, the big moral of this, this episode is there's ways to make it through. And it might not feel good right now. But when you, when you do make it through and you can put all of these building blocks together and you can find community, you can find support, you can start to have self-love and self-respect, um, and you can find outlets that I believe that people are going to be feeling really proud about their trans identities as opposed to feeling trapped or, or, um, like they're fighting against them, that trans people are beautiful, that our trans community is beautiful, that us pushing back on gender binaries is, is a necessary thing. It's the time for everyone around the world to be able to do that, push back on these restrictions and these, these old systems. And, um, I'm proud of who I am. And if you're not proud of being trans yet, 
you can get there. And, and hopefully the show is just a small piece of help along the way to get you there. Agreed. And however you're, however you're going through it, you know, however you're experiencing the world, however it's manifesting for you is okay. Right. I mean, it doesn't, it's okay. And, and you're absolutely right. We need more people to, to stand in front and behind and with us, um, you know, as we, as we keep moving forward. So I'm excited. I like this one, you know, it was heavy, but kind of funny, but also kind of deep and, you know, just very <laughs> us, just very us, <laughs> very us. Uh, uh, like it, was, it was, I love that shirt. I love that shirt. Tra- trans kids. I need to you get me that. I, I mean, can you just order doubles every time you get t-shirts? I'm a size small. Well, number one, young man, I wear a size bigger than you. But <laughs> size small, right, please. Well, Just double it up, all right? It's all right. Oh my god! <laughs> Actually, Christmas is coming up, and so I probably will get you something. Oh, I got, I got, I got a couple ideas for you too. So, all right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, yeah, good right, show. Well. It was a, it was a good talk. I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you sharing some things that were probably utterly uncomfortable to relive all over again, but I think so worth it. So, so thanks for sharing. And, uh, it's always Thank interesting, you for sharing. always interesting to learn more about each other, isn't it? It is. And I feel like we get into things and only really do just scratch the surface. Yeah. Like I had three more things I wanted to ask you. I know I have a bunch of so questions that we didn't even get to. So yeah, offline mm-hmm. and maybe in another show, we'll, we'll continue the conversation, right. but uh, in the meantime, um, definitely make sure that you guys are subscribing wherever you can, wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube and subscribe there. Uh, make sure you're staying connected. And if you want to help and support the show, one great thing you can do for us is to rate the show. That that really helps people find us. Um, so continue to do that. We'd appreciate it. Um, but thanks for tuning in and um, thanks for listening. Yeah, and to learn more about us and the show, visit our website, thereconstructedman.com. It's really cool. Dana and I just did a video that gives a little bit more about our stories, and that's on our About page. Um, But you can get to all of the places you can listen from our website, thereconstructedman.com. I love doing this show with you. Yeah, yeah, back at you. A lot of love. A lot of love, always. All right. Be good. You too.